All right, welcome back. Today I'm going to address a topic that has been on my mind for a long time. This is actually um, the top. This a lot of the substance of what I'm about to present was my very first attempt at uh, recording a podcast, and I ended up messing up and not recording anything. Um, but it's been on my mind for a long time. I felt like I needed to get this out there, um, and it addresses the insanity of thinking that. Wearing these cloth masks day in and day out, sticking them in our pockets, uh, putting, leaving them on our dashboards, um, and sticking them next to our faces right in front of our respiratory tract is in any way going to help the health of the population. Um, over, the over the course of uh, this uh, quote-unquote uh, COVID response, um, I think people, even people who are in favor of masks, have come to realize that the masks really don't do much uh, just because experientially everyone um, has uh, has different experiences when, when they're when they're wearing the mask religiously and then they become less religious about wearing the mask or they're around other people that aren't wearing masks and then um, and they're, they're able to recognize that really there's nothing that happens uh, between mask wear and non-mask wear but the science is really well established. It was established before COVID started. It's been established even further uh, now with what we've seen with COVID. And so I want to share some of my analysis uh, from uh, soon after we started looking at this. And part of this was because um, my previous responsibilities included uh, informing people, um, including physicians, when to wear masks and uh, what kind to wear and, uh, and, and that was the area of my expertise. And so I, I knew where to go. I knew where to, to read. And um, so some of these recommendations were, were based on that research. But I'm going to share this in a way to hopefully not uh, snow you with too much information. Uh, I will link a couple articles to the show notes that I think are make it convenient to read through this. Um, but I'll go ahead and just get started with, with this commentary. So the first is, um, except... The, the bottom line up front is excessive mask wear during the workday, um, and I'm referring especially to those poor workers have, who have to wear the mask pretty much all day, every day, like you see at Walmart um, or these other institutions that require their, their workers to be wearing their masks nonstop for almost their entire shift. Um, absolutely unbelievable, especially once you hear the rest of what I'm going to read here. Uh, but excessive mask wear during the workday can be detrimental to the overall health of wearers and counterproductive to the overall goal of wearing masks to de decrease new COVID cases. The constant wearing of masks can exacerbate slash create health problems and actually increase probability of spreading COVID-19 if anyone is infected and has been around others that are. So a couple of caveats I want to say here. First, uh, the number of cases is a completely manipulated number. Um, so it's hard to really say or you even use that in discussion because it is uh, so fraudulently um, come up with, uh, particularly the fact that we have, uh, you know, once Biden was inaugurated president of the WN and we came back to WHO, WHO adjusted how to define a case as uh, a, a positive COVID case from not having to express symptoms to just one positive uh, PCR tests that went through 40 cycles to now a, you have to have two confirmed tests of only 25 cycles and be showing symptoms in order to be diagnosed with COVID. 
So just that difference is going to make uh, COVID cases go down. And just as a, as a case in point of how uh, the, the COVID case numbers are manipulated, uh, besides the fact that I'm sure you've heard in other locations of uh, hospitals inflating the COVID cases, making everything a COVID case, what, no matter what it was, uh, because the person uh, had COVID in addition to whatever else they may have uh, had an issue with, or they just assumed they did because they were around people that had COVID. In fact, um, when someone went to the hospital and had COVID, if everyone who, when they did the contact tracing, you could have 20 people that were assumed to have COVID just because they were around that person. And then that person would be up to, you know, that one COVID case would now count as 20 cases. So, so the number of cases is, is really a difficult number to do anything with because it's been so fraudulently, fraudulently used. Uh, so I, so instead I am going to say that, that no matter how you count the cases, um, the, the, the constant wearing of masks actually uh, increases the probability of disease and illness uh, rather than, than decreasing it. So this is the reasoning behind it. Uh, when those are responsible for uh, uh, personal protection, uh, personal protective equipment like masks, um, have traditionally been assigning those for occupational use. They were, they would follow OSHA rules to do so, um, and that would be that would include being required, uh, requiring to verify workers that they have been medically cleared by a, by a physician or a provider to wear a mask in the execution of the job. In addition, protocols for filter changeout or for mask cleaning and disposal would be given with those recommendations, and uh, which are all those things, all those. Uh, normal protocols for PPE with masks have been ignored, uh, uh, have ignored industry standards with these mask mandates for decontamination, medical cleaners for mask wear, or training to avoid cross-contamination to result from, resulting from PPE wear. The end effect of large populations adopting regular and long-term wear of reusable cloth masks is an increased rate of spread and each of and reach of the virus, along with widespread fomite production for opportunistic pathogens in front of the respiratory tract of these populations. Contrary to helping curtail a virus, a mask mandate to a population ignorant of decontamination or biological waste disposal is a simple way to ensure one of the greatest possible infection rates for pathogens the size of viruses. So I'm first going to um, give you the definition of a fomite. Um, it's a term we use in the medical world and um, I'm just going to give you the official definition here. Just one moment. Uh, uh, coming back here, hopefully you're listening to uh, a version that allows you to uh, fast forward the silences. But just a moment here. So fomite is a noun, objects or materials which are likely to carry infections such as clothes, utensils, and furniture. Uh, so that's a simple definition. Uh, you can get uh, more um, uh, descriptive definition. Fomites are inanimate objects that become contaminated with virus. In the instance of molluscum contagiosum, this can include linens such as clothing and towels, bathing sponges, pool equipment, and toys, and I will say cloth masks, although the virus might be spread by sharing swimming pools, baths, saunas, and other wet and warm environments. Wet and warm environments. Oh, kind of like right next to your mouth, getting all that hot breath. So that's what a fomite is. Is it is a uh, it's an inanimate object that helps to 
uh, transmit disease. The, the the masks in front of your respiratory tract are are the perfect um, definition, example definition of a fomite. Uh, something that that helps to spread disease and creates an environment where disease can proliferate. So moving on, uh, the the a cost-effective uh, so additional background, a cost-effective recommendation for personal protection against tuberculosis in a hospital for personal protection has traditionally been the N95 mask or the much less common N99. However, something to be con to consider is that uh, tuberculosis bacterium is about 33 times larger than the COVID virus. And while N95 masks have been standard recommendation as protection when serving patients infected with TB, it would be considerably less effective against viruses. So if you were going to wear a mask, um, I would at least recommend an N99, but preferably for the person wearing it, if a mask is worn, it would be one with a valve that allows exhaled air to leave the mask unfiltered and thereby reduce buildup of CO2 within the mask, ensuring a greater oxygen concentration on inhale. Particularly when masks are used a long time, unfiltered exhalation is critical to helping the wearer avoid symptoms of hypoxemia. Uh, there's another um, uh, uh, piece that I wrote uh, specifically on hypoxemia, and maybe I'll get to that um, eventually, but probably not today. Even then, for a biological hazard, these masks would need to be discarded or disinfected after each use, or at least have antimicrobial properties. Else, the mask itself becomes an agent for spreading and increasing disease, i.e. becoming a fomite, in much the same way that nitrile gloves worn or any gloves worn by a dentist would spread microbes from patient to patient if he did not discard his gloves between each patient. To carry this example further, if the dentist were to wash or disinfect his gloves every day, he would still be collecting microbes to pass to patients intraday. Our masks are doing the same thing. Besides the virus being too small for a cloth and surgical masks to effectively filter and block, kind of like mosquitoes flying through a chain link fence, which I'll, I'll go into more later, any virus that stays on the fence, so to speak, would be subsequently dislodged and inhaled by the person wearing the mask or blown into the air on exhale to land on someone else's mask for that second person to breathe in or picked up by the hands and introduced to the mucosa through touching the face after touching the mask. In a way, the better the mask is a filter, the more it becomes a carrier for secondary spread as a fomite because the threads are closer together, providing more opportunity for the virus to quote unquote sit on the fence. The longer term wearing of masks that have not been disinfected is like having everyone wear a microbe hanger where they can keep everyone's exhaled microbes as close to the respiratory tract as possible for as long as possible, thereby actually increasing opportunity for exposure. The whole idea that by wearing masks, non-symptomatic carriers are protecting others around them is actually the opposite of what we'd expect to happen from an engineering perspective. Now, I wrote this uh, fairly early in the um, COVID era of this uh, CCP virus, and the the uh, the the results were not in yet. However, Simone Gold has reported, uh, one of the one of the lead doctors for America's Frontline Doctors, uh, eight out of ten, or in some states, seven out of ten of the people that report illness from COVID that go to the hospital self-report as constant mask wearers or near constant mask wearers. So in other words, if you want to increase your probability of ending up in the hospital getting sick, then wear your mask all the time. If you want to decrease that probability, 
then decrease the amount of time that you are wearing your mask. Uh, that's that's just from what we were seeing that what what they've been seeing at the actual people that are actually showing up at the hospitals getting sick is that they tend to be the people wearing their mask all the time. Uh, not tend to 80% of the time or 70% of the time, it's people wearing their mask all the time that go to the hospital. So uh, so this this idea is no big surprise at all. Um, and was I, as I said, I wrote about this uh, when when we first started that this would likely be the case. And indeed, that's how it played out. Um, and, uh, Simone Gold, I think, was reporting on that in January of this year, 2021. Uh, and it was predicted exactly the way I had uh, expected from from the mechanism that I just shared with you. I will continue. Non-symptomatic carriers, quote unquote, include those whose immune systems quickly challenge the virus and keep it from spreading in their body. They will soon build antibodies and create an immune response to kill the virus, after which they are like a vacuum that destroys the virus they breathe in and prevents the virus from propagating beyond them as long as their immune system is not overly stressed by fatigue or other factors. However, once we put a mask on such a person, this healthy individual who is no longer a carrier biologically, he now becomes a physical carrier with the mosquitoes hanging on the fence going everywhere he takes his mask, the fomite. Thus, a non-spreader or short-term spreader now becomes a long-term spreader while at the same time providing opportunity to weaken his own immune system by maintaining an area for bacteria like bacteria that causes legionnaires or mold to proliferate and grow right in front of his or her respiratory tract. Dr. Fauci was lead author in a study in 2008, currently still available on the NIH website, which I have read, that concluded the majority of deaths during the Spanish flu were actually from bacterial pneumonia rather than the Spanish flu, maintaining a progressively worsening, worsening fomite in front of the respiratory tract with mask mandates as occurred during the Spanish flu, would exacerbate opportunities for bacterial pneumonia, particularly for population segments with more vulnerable immune systems. Uh, we know someone who got pneumonia in the hospital and uh, uh, they started getting better with antibiotics and they said it was so wonderful they were getting over COVID with the antibiotics. Uh, well, COVID is not a bacteria. And so if they were getting better with the antibiotics, that's because they were getting better from the pneumonia, which likely was being caused by uh, their, their encouraging the growth of bacteria right in front of the mouth with their masks. The opinions which have popular, popularized the long-term wear of cloth and surgical masks usually center on the thought that even if the masks are not sealed and allow transmission of the virus, it is quote-unquote probably reducing transmission because some of the virus is stopped by fewer droplets spread during talking, sneezing, or coughing. Uh, to this, I second the assessment of the Public Health Department of Norway, which determined reduction in spread by this mechanism of probability would be about one case for every 200,000 masks worn. So that is the risk. That's the benefit for your risk of wearing a mask all the time is one case out of 200,000. And for, for something that most healthy people are going to be able to uh, get over with and not even know they, they had it. So when wearing a mask a person will naturally exhale with more force. The micron-sized particles carrying the virus uh, can get through the mask with more velocity and actually increase the sphere of exhaled particles around an individual of the size most likely to be carrying the virus. Now, at this time uh, that I wrote this, not everyone believed that the virus uh, was spread as an aerosol. Uh, since that time, it has become more and more the consensus 
from I, what I've been able to read on on any side of the fence that the virus is spread as an aerosol, which uh, which the sh- which means that if you any if you exhale anything that comes out of your your breath out of the sides or the top of your mask, it's going to be sitting there, traveling on the eddy cur- eddy currents through uh, the air that you're walking through, and eventually hits someone anyway. So there's no possible way to escape this. Um, everyone is going to be exposed. Uh, the problem, the question is, if you're going to be in, uh, creating a situation that your body has a more difficult time fighting it because now they're also fighting all the bacteria you've been encouraging right in front of your mouth. Uh, but I'll continue. Hence, even with all the protocols for, for clean or decontaminated mask wear, even if they were followed, the practice of wearing a mask of any less quality than N95 or N99 will make a person an actual super spreader as they're, in essence, blowing their infected particles with greater force and ex- on exhale than compared to a normal steady respiration. So the thing about it is, is that our bodies are actually very well designed not to be spreading uh, our, you know, any disease we might have in day-to-day conversation and breathing. Um, the exception to that is when we sneeze and I'm pretty sure that 99.999% of the population knows knows what to do when they sneeze. Uh, and certainly, it's a lot easier to uh, to to redirect your sneeze than it is to be to be wearing a mask all the time. But easier or not, wearing a mask all the time is actually increasing the opportunity for you to be spreading whatever you have inside that you might make you sick. Increases your opportunity to be make, getting yourself sick. And increases the opportunity to be spreading whatever else someone else is breathing on you to to either yourself or or someone else as you keep blowing out your mask. So if you really want to decrease the number of cases, then quit wearing your mask. If you want to decrease the number of cases, also quit vaccinating. If you if that sounds like it's really weird, then listen to uh, one of my episodes uh, two before where I mentioned that that's the case and that's the a common. Uh, pattern in vaccine history is that the cases go up once people start vaccinating. So if you want the cases to go down, don't get the vaccine and take off the mask. If you want cases to go up, then tell everyone to wear the mask all the time uh, without any regard to whether they're washing it or or uh, decontaminating it every time they, they take it off, uh, which they are not. All, all anyone is doing is wearing their mask for compliance. Even people who understand uh, or who who want to wear masks because they really believe that um, it's somehow help you know quote unquote doing our part uh, to decrease uh, cases understands that most that when when they go to a restaurant or something and they're taking off their mask and they're sitting much closer with all the people around them than normal and yet somehow that's okay but then they leave and they have to to wear their mask around everyone else. It's that this is a culture of conformity and compliance more than of health. And it's all about signaling that we want to conform to uh, and not get in trouble uh, with some, uh, yes, I'll say it, some mask Nazi than it is to actually protect health. And what we're actually doing in this quote unquote conformity is actually encouraging the opportunity to spread illness. So it's it's complete opposite. Uh, I will continue with more uh, uh, stats. The prevalent wear of cloth and surgical masks for long periods of time with, uh, while wearing a mask, a person will, 
Okay, yeah. So prevalent wear of the cloth and surgical masks for long periods of time with the same mask is counterproductive to slowing the spread of the virus. It increases probability of illness for those that are not susceptible to virus, as well as those that are susceptible by creating and perpetuating a fomite in the front of the respiratory tract. The fomite promotes microbes of all types that challenge the immune system. For example, bacteria and pneumonia of 1918 of all wares of, of reused masks but most particularly the vulnerable. And that I will come back to this reused mask thing. When physicians say that, or nurses say, hey, I've been wearing a mask for so long. I've been wearing a mask for 20 years. I spent my career wearing a mask. That's actually not true. They wore a mask during surgery or during specific medical procedure, and then they would throw it away afterward. They would not be wearing the mask all day, every day, reusing it, putting it in front of their face. And actually, we have studies, which I will get to in a moment, that show that when people did do that, they got they got uh, a higher probability of illness uh, among our physicians. So I will get to that in a moment. But let me finish this first. The fomite also increases the effect of spreading the virus by those who that are actually carrying the virus as biological hosts by by encouraging more forceful exhalation, as well as those that are no longer a host of opportunity by turning everyone, including the healthy, into physical spreaders via the fomite, that is the contaminated and reused mask. In the current discussion, many quote-unquote experts have cited uh, cited by media and politicians as a rationale for mask mandates. However, these quote-unquote experts are rarely connected to any engineering or science in the field of PPE and are not connecting their conclusions to actual studies. The studies and uh, the the uh, adjustments of uh, Fauci uh, on various interviews have shown that he has intentionally uh, admitted that he has moved the goalposts on very, for example, on his goals on how many he wants vaccinated, um, just because he didn't think that the American people would accept uh, his latter goal if he had come out with that. The same thing with uh, the mask when he came out saying, "Well, we recommend." Uh, two masks instead of one. Well, that's just because no one would have accepted the two masks at the start. But uh, it's like they're just seeing how further, how much further they can push, uh, and people accept it. And which which is really, I don't think, what it is. I guess it could be, uh, but it's really to satiate those that understand the science, like what I'm explaining, and there's and that think, hey, there's no way this one mask is gonna gonna help anything. In which case. Fauci goes out there and satiates those people, says, hey, we'll just wear two masks or three masks. And then those people are like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Fauci told me something that makes sense now that it might actually help with this virus, since I obviously know that just one won't. Uh, but I'll continue. The studies linked in the article attached, and I will leave that in the show notes, are mostly studies performed before mask wear became a political issue. One significant study in the early 2000s showed that physicians that wore their masks all day were significantly more likely to get sick than those didn't, that did not. I would encourage a thorough study of the studies linked in the article, which I will, um, I will link in the show notes. You will need to actually click on the title of each numbered reference to connect to the study. Uh, so the, the website for this article, you'll read through it. And then the, uh, the reference articles are numbered and so I'm going to re refer to these numbered articles going forward, and then I'll add a couple of extra articles at the end as well. Um, so you'll need so, but if you want to see the original articles where these uh, that are being cited in in this article, then just click on them. Uh, it won't be obvious. You'll, uh, I don't think it even uh, highlights. You just have to click on the title of the article, and then it goes to the original website uh, where those uh, studies were from. The public health quote unquote mandates to 
uh, encouraged the entire population to use cloth masks for long periods of time without training on rigorous decontamination or biological waste disposal is a recipe for extending and worsening a pandemic rather than curtail it. And so let me explain this. When I was in a position where I had to recommend to populations uh, what they were going to wear to protect them from either a biological agent or a chemical agent, um, you know, especially a biological agent, the protocol is to get rid of the contaminated mask, especially if it was a cloth one. If it was like an N9, your typical N95 mask, that was a one-time use. And you use it, you throw it away, so you make sure that whatever you were exposed to doesn't get on your hands or on your face. You go wash your hands afterward and, and you're good to go. Um, that is obviously not what we're doing. If, if I had wanted, if someone had wanted to actually get their physician sick, they would have recommended the opposite. They would have said, oh, yeah, you're going to go in and, and, uh, and work with this uh, person with tuberculosis. All right, yeah, go ahead and wear that mask. But, but hey, just, just wear it for the next month or keep wearing it for an entire week. Or, or, or go ahead and see 20 different patients with the same mask, uh, have lunch and then come back and, and use the same mask and then, and then go have dinner as well and then use the same mask. Okay, fine, you can, you can throw it away or wash it at the end of the day. But by then you'll have uh, completely absorbed or touched the top of the mask and have infected yourself with whatever you were trying to protect yourself from when you wore the mask in the first place. Um, if, I'd, if, if someone had had a goal to make people sick, that's what they would have done uh, to do it uh, nefariously would have been to recommend people to wear their mask all the time. Uh, that would be the best way to ensure they at least had some sort of exposure to, uh, to the pathogen would be to do exactly what we have recommended everyone to do. Uh, the good point part about this is we've probably all been exposed to the COVID virus and have already reached herd immunity uh, that were uh, through this unavoidable uh, exposure via these masks, uh, but it's enough that it will, uh, combined with their changed definition of what a case is, to make it look like the vaccine saved the world and, and uh, once, um, once the vaccines came out. So the masks, if you were to wear them, you would need to dispose of them after each time if you were doing it by, uh, uh, trying to protect against a biological agent. Uh, and if you had a mask that you could disinfect and you would need to disinfect it each time, which when this first came out, there was actually a company named Battelle that actually came up, came out with a new machine that could disinfect an N95 mask up to 15 times. Uh, of course that didn't last very long, uh, or, uh, doesn't appear to have lasted very long because just a few weeks later, uh, Fauci gets out there and says, Oh, sorry, we weren't recommending masks, but now you go ahead and just wear a cloth mask. Um, I suspect for the psychological benefit of helping everyone thinking that they're doing something. Uh, so continuing on efforts in the regard to uh, wear masks for long periods of time, day after day, will serve to yield the same effects that these same efforts had during the Spanish flu, increased bacterial pneumonia and extended opportunity for the virus to reach and weaken populations at reach weakest, the weakest populations as a healthy and immunized population, I should say, naturally immunized population continue to carry the virus from place to place via their own personal fomite. We now have data from dozens of states uh, that at that period we did have data um, of states and countries that show mask mandates were precursors for rises in COVID case, cases rather than the other way around. 
if you have a hard time believing that, uh, look up the Swiss Policy Research Center article that I'm going to uh, add in the show notes. It has some excellent graphs that, that show that for uh, several different countries. In no instance was a mask mandate followed by a decrease in cases, at least not at the time that I wrote this. Um, and from, since that time, out of the dozens of graphs, the graphs that I have seen uh, in various presentation, only one graph of one place looked like it had a uh, significant dip after, after wearing masks. So the, the, the rule of thumb is that once you start a mask mandate, cases will go up. While not wearing masks has the appearance of doing nothing, and therefore may be less popular politically, according to the engineering, the science, and now the empirical data across large populations, it is clear that mask mandates are one of the most effective ways to extend and broaden the effects of the current virus, virus rather than curtail it. So bottom line, if you're out there still thinking that uh, uh, a mask is going to protect you in any way, shape, manner, or form, or that... Um, uh, you're getting scared when you see other people walk into your restaurant and they're not wearing a mask, um, then you should actually be flipping that thinking. The people wearing masks all the time, they've been stuffing it in their pocket day after day, that have been hanging around their, their grimy hands and they throw it on and they've been talking through to every single person through their mask and grabbing, uh, uh, make, turning their, their mask into a bacteria slash virus hanger. Those are the ones that are most likely to be passing something on to you uh, and spreading a pathogen as they more forcefully exhale than normal, sending jets out the side of their mask, up the top of their mask, leaving all sorts of stuff in the air to be carried on eddy currents and then onto your mask to get onto your on your hands and face and therefore increase your opportunity to be affected by the pathogen. But hey, at least you'll get natural immunity, which is much better than any any vaccination you could receive. So in the end, uh, maybe it will be a, a benefit to you. But it's wearing the mask certainly is not uh, going to be helping decrease cases. Um, it actually makes it worse. So if you want to decrease cases, take off the mask. Um, I... Uh, so I apologize for the break. Um, I once again got cut off at 30 minutes with uh, not realizing how far my time had gone. And uh, I may have ended that previous segment with a uh, incomplete thought. Um, and it is still processing. Uh, so I'm not sure where, where that thought ended. But I'm going to, so I'm just going to keep going and finish out with a couple of uh, items from uh, these other references, if I can, if I can get to those. Uh, so the first is, um, actually, I don't think I have anything else to give right this time. I'll just put it in the show notes. Um, but, but one of the, one of the points I did want to point out was, oh yeah. Okay. This is what I wanted to mention, uh, that the, the, the study on link 15 of the article, uh, showed that the flu virus of the flu virus, 98% of the virus was found. Uh, that, so they did an experiment to see uh, if if you were talking what size of particle, uh, moisture particle, this virus was actually attaching to that could actually spread. And so they they had a uh, some uh, some sort of film or catcher uh, to catch what was coming out of the mouth, and they would test what size of particles actually had the flu virus on them, and they found that. 98% of the virus was that came out of someone's mouth was found on particles exhaled below one micron in size. So for perspective, a coffee filter 
which has a much tighter weave than most of your cloth masks you'll see, allows particles of about 20 micron to, or, and below to pass through. So just imagine that your cloth mask was as great as a coffee filter, which I ser seriously doubt, as as tight as a, fil as a coffee filter. But let's say, let's say you had one like that. The virus is about 0.06 to 0.12 micron. And, and an exiled particle is about one micron that carries the virus, uh, according to the study, you know, at least what, for when they were studying the, the flu virus. So imagine shooting a basketball at a hoop 20 times the size of the basketball. Do you think that hoop is going to present any challenge to that basketball getting through the hoop? Uh, okay, maybe in a very few instances, but by and large, it's not going to do absolutely anything to stop it. And so to the exhaled, virus, exhaled particles carrying the virus, the mask looks like a chain link fence does to a mosquito. Just, they're just going to fly right on through. But even with that, they're going to fly right on through with more velocity because you're breathing out harder because you're trying to push out all this CO2 uh, that's right in front of your mouth so you actually can get some fresh air when you breathe in. Uh, so you're actually pushing those particles out further. Uh, another study showed that various cloth filters on the high end uh, may have up to 40% blocking of micron-sized par particles for multiple layers of specific cloth. Uh, that's link uh, 14 and link 5. Uh, so that may sound great. However, this was done in a lab, which did not take, take into account that an actual mask worn by a person is not sealed. In other words, if, if this is actually spread by aerosol, the fact that you have no seal on it means that you have no, effectively no blocking power or no reduction in exposure to everyone around you because you're still sending out jets of air out the side and up the top and out the bottom of your mask besides sending it right out the front uh, for these smaller size particles. Uh, so, uh, but that that study, you know, someone might say, oh, and I, I was lent to, at first, I was like, oh, okay, so maybe 40% blocking power until I actually read through the how they ran the study. And the study was, you know, done in a lab uh, with everything sealed to actually see what the raw blocking power of these cloth, ma cloth masks were. So the actual practicality of uh, blocking it was not measured because the actual, the, an actual mask around you is not sealed, and at least not a cloth mask. If you were get, to get like a, a very high-end like chemical warfare mask, that would be sealed. And that would then, you know, a study about that, that actually has a seal around your face as well when you're actually wearing it, that would be a legitimate comparison. But this is not. Um, it's, it's more of a, a raw comparison for like a manufacturer of cloth materials rather than for something to, to block, um, to be considered as a useful study in what could actually be blocked because it it's, doesn't actually, um, it's not actually similar to how you're actually wearing it. Uh, continuing on, further, another study in Link 11 found that there was no material benefit for health workers in avoiding illness between wearing an N95 mask versus a surgical mask throughout the workday, even though in the lab, an N95 mask is far superior and the surgical mask becomes more porous through use, it, there was still no difference in the benefit uh, or the, the, in lowering the risk of illness for health workers that wore N95 versus surgical. And one might ask why, and I think this is because of the secondary contamination a, wear, a wearer exposes themselves to by virtue of touching a contaminated mask repeatedly, which nullifies any benefit the mask might have while provide while wearing it. In other words, you can have the best mask on the planet. You can have a completely non-porous mask 
you could have one of these super expensive chemical and biological agent masks that are used for for warfare uh, that has a complete seal around your face and everything but when you take off your mask uh, if you're not disinfecting it you're just you're just touching the top of it you know eating your sandwich after that and then putting it back on without disinfecting it so you've got that uh, that biological um, all over your hands now. Well, that's it doesn't matter the fact that you had this some great super great mask. You still got secondary contamination by touching the front that was contaminated. Um, so if you don't actually de decontaminate yourself coming out of it, you're going to get the contamination no matter how great your PPE is. Uh, that's just basic PPE science. Uh, and and if you do the flip side, well then. It doesn't matter how good or bad someone's PPE is. If you encourage them to be wearing it all the time and get them to where they're reusing it regularly, well, then they're, you're going to make sure they get to be exposed uh, to whatever it is you're trying to expose it to, expose it to, expose them to. So this is consistent with several other studies. Uh, for example, Leak, Leak, Link 16 uh, that shows that healthcare workers that wore masks continuously each day rather than just normal use during medical procedure were at higher risk of illness like headaches, Link 16, and dun -dun -dun -dun, SARS, which is uh, basically what COVID is, was just, um, um, it's uh, SARS is, um, I think, over 80% the same as what we're seeing with COVID right now. Uh, so the 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 observations with SARS are are great to look at because it's very similar to what we're we're seeing with COVID, uh, and SARS actually stands for severe acute respiratory syndrome, which you could actually say is exactly what this COVID virus does is create a severe acute respiratory syndrome for those who are affected by it. Uh, so and that, which is why they call it SARS-CoV-2. Uh, that was one of the names out of the myriad that they decided to come up with. So, uh, but if you look at link seventeen and number two. Uh, as well as link 16, that shows that wearing the 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 mask continuously was not helpful. Um, and, and this is one of the quotes from that. Uh, this is, uh, I think from, it says here 31. Uh, no, actually that, it was 31 from within the study. So it, I think this was in from number 16 uh, or 17 or two. So I apologize, but this is what it says. Observations during SARS suggested double masking and other practices increased the risk of infection because of moisture, liquid diffusion, and pathogen retention. These effects may be, may be associated with cloth masks. And once again, these were studies that happened way before this whole COVID thing became a political football to go be going back and forth. So... Um, uh, please look at my notes if this in any way interests you. Uh, bottom line, I feel like even though it's been so long since we've been going through this, and, and for some of my listeners, this may seem so painfully obvious because you've seen article after article after article uh, that has shown that these masks are ineffective. And yet I still see, um, uh, well, I, I, and actually I'm not sure that I'm seeing the same um, uh, I guess, uh, ambition for masks, thinking that they're going to save someone's life by wearing them. I think even people that are ambitiously wearing masks don't really believe that, except a very, very few, uh, which I think there are, are a few of those still. But most people are wearing masks because they want to get along. They, they want to conform. They want, uh, they want to do whatever is necessary so that no one 
bothers them and they can continue on with their uh, with their lives. And so that is part of why I put this out there because this effort to quote unquote conform um, is actually making things worse. If anything, it's extending the opportunity for whatever is out there and not just COVID to make you sick and the people around you sick. So I'll finish this off with, if you really want to help the population get healthy, take off your mask. Hope you have a good night. Bye-bye or day as the case may be.